we are in the Settimana Santa, the week before Easter, so I thought we could talk about our Easter traditions. Easter for me is the sound of church bells. Easter is a Sunday morning and a new spring coat. When I was a child, this is when I was allowed to renew a new jacket or a new pair of shoes. This is why I was so looking forward to Easter. When I was young, we used to spend Easter in San Gimignano. San Gimignano is my mom's town, and we would gather there with all the family. Now, we have lunch here at home in the countryside, but we'll be keeping the same traditions related to food. Before starting this new festive episode, let me thank you so much for all your lovely comments and feedbacks on our podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you are listening to a podcast. Please rate and review the show. It will help us to be found online and to build up an appetite for Italian food. Share with your friends too. You will find all the links to the recipes we mentioned today in this episode description. Don't forget to visit juleskitchen.com for more information and to discover new stories and recipes from Tuscany. And now, let's start! Ciao! My name is Giulia Scarpaleggia. I am a Tuscan-born and bred country girl, a home cook, a food writer and photographer. I teach Tuscan cooking classes in my house in the countryside and I've been sharing honest, reliable Italian recipes for 10 years now through my cookbooks and my blog, juicekitchen.com. If you love everything about Italian food, big crowded tables and seasonal ingredients, join us and follow Cooking with an Italian Accent. Welcome to Cooking with an Italian Accent, episode 8. Today's theme is a Tuscan Easter menu. Our menu, what we usually eat for Easter. My family menu is not engraved in stone. We like to change, especially since I met Tommaso, as he introduced some Florentine habits and recipes from Puglia. But there are a few constants. Let's look at a typical Easter Tuscan menu. And let's do that through some of the most important ingredients. The ingredients that are usually on our table at Easter. The first and the most important ingredient for me is eggs. The starter for an Easter lunch can change year after year. We have the crostini neri, the typical Tuscan chicken liver spread crostini. We can have local cold cuts such as finocchiona or buristo or even prosciutto. Or we can have pecorino and fresh fava beans, a classical. What is always on the table though are the uova benedette, the blessed eggs. These are plain hard-boiled eggs. They are cooked as long as you need to say the Apostles' Creed, according to my grandmother. She makes them, she prepares them every year for Easter. And in the morning, when you ring the bell to say, Grandma, are you ready? We're going to the church. She appears with a little basket with the eggs. We bring the eggs to our small parish church, where the priest blesses the eggs at the end of the Easter Mass. Then we bring the eggs back home and they open our Easter meal. And we simply season them with a pinch of salt and a pinch of black pepper. Eggs are also a part of our typical Easter sweet bread. We call this schiacciata di Pasqua, Easter schiacciata, or even sportellina, but this name belongs just to San Gimignano. It is not the typical schiacciata that you would find in a bakery, flat and doused with extra virgin olive oil. It is a domed sweet bread with a glossy dark brown surface and a yellowish dense crumb. 
it has a delicate flavor of aniseeds, of mint rosolio, maraschino cherry liquor, and orange. So why is it called schiacciata? It is because they used to break, which is schiacciare in Italian, many eggs to make it. It's spring, and now the chickens produce eggs at a fast pace. The women would bake the Easter schiacciata in large, enormous quantities to give it to their neighbors, to the relatives, the doctor, the pharmacist, all of the notables of the time. If you want to try this recipe, if you want to make it, I left the link to the recipe on the blog in the notes of the episode. So you can go to the blog, search for the schiacciata and make it in time for Easter. The Tuscan Easter schiacciata is not as buttery, rich and sweet as the traditional Italian colomba, another sweet bread shaped as a dove, and this colomba is stuffed with candied citrus peel and covered with glaze of sugar and toasted almonds. The schiacciata is very humble. It takes some time to be completely appreciated. It is traditionally eaten with a wedge of the Easter chocolate egg or soaked in a tiny glass of Vinsanto, the ever-present sweet wine on our holiday tables. Now I'll tell you a secret. I like to dunk the schiacciata in a glass of water. It's a guilty pleasure that it is back to my childhood. I am not allowed to do this in front of people because it's like, what? Water? But really, this is my favorite way of enjoying the schiacciata. My grandfather Remigio, the one who lived in San Gimignano, had a sweet tooth for the schiacciata. And as soon as you entered the Easter period, it would send us thick slices of sportellina. It would be totally sealed in a plastic bag to keep it fresh. Mom usually would take it home just in time for tea. She came in and put the sportellina on a plate with a knife in the middle of the table that was already set for the afternoon tea. And still, nowadays, I love to have my schiacciata or sportellina around five in the afternoon with a cup of tea or a glass of water. So, eggs open the meal and eggs close the meal. Eggs can be made of chocolate, the Easter eggs, so loved by every child and grown up too. It could be dark chocolate, milk chocolate, white chocolate. They could be plain or wrapped in a colorful paper or embroidered with a royal icing. They can be from fair trade or with commercial cartoons and toys inside. Chocolate eggs are nice, are fun for the surprise inside or simply for the good chocolate. So Easter means also chocolate eggs for us. We are the kind of people who open Christmas gifts and Easter eggs as the first thing in the morning, still dressed in our pyjamas with bad hair and even before having a proper breakfast. Let's move to the second ingredient, ricotta. Ricotta is another ingredient that for me represents Easter. Spring is when dairy farms start to make cheese again. So there's an abundance of milk, there's an abundance of fresh cheese. The fresh pecorino made in March is called marzolino. It is milky and delicate, and it is made with the best milk of all the year. And there's also an abundance of ricotta. Ricotta is the byproduct of the cheese making process. Do you know why it is called ricotta? Ricotta means cooked again, cooked twice. So you have the whole milk. Then you add the rennet. The rennet curdles the milk and the curdled milk flows to the top. This is what will become the cheese. So the curdled milk is cooked out and put into shapes 
pressed to make the cheese. What is left is the whey. When they reheat the whey, and they add also some salt, the ricotta floats to the top. So the real ricotta, the one made with an artisanal process, not the industrial one, is very light and digestible, and it is also suitable for lactose intolerant people. But you have to check on the information of the ricotta that you're going to buy, because the industrial ricotta are made also adding milk and cream sometimes. So check the packaging before having your ricotta. So how do we use our ricotta? We use it for fresh pasta. Most of the times, my grandmother would make tortelli maremmani. They are filled with fresh ricotta and spinach, with a hint of fresh marjoram and nutmeg. We usually dress them with brown butter and sage, and a shower of grated parmigiano or pecorino. If you want to make the tortelli marimmani, go to the blog. Again, you'll find the recipe for them. And also, there's another interesting recipe made with ricotta and spinach. It is called Torta Pasqualina. Don't worry, I'm going to leave the link in the episode description, but search for that on the blog. The Torta Pasqualina is made with fresh ricotta and spinach. It is a savory pie. It is not the classical torta pasqualina, a Ligurian spinach and ricotta pie made during Easter time. This is my mom version. You're going to find on the blog my mom version. So do not look here for a coded tradition. We usually make it for dinner or as an appetizer, as it is simple and you can prepare that day before. Let's move to the third ingredient, spring vegetables. Of course, vegetables cannot be missed on the Easter table. There are often roast potatoes, they are a favorite of children and adults. There are artichokes. We like to prepare those that are known as carciofi ritti, upright artichokes. The artichokes should be prepared with a good dose of patience, as you are supposed to clean them, removing all the tough outer leaves and open them by hand like a rose, like a flower. Then you stuff them with a battuto. So do you remember the battuto? It was in the first episode. Chopped vegetables. In this case, chopped garlic, parsley, and then salt and black pepper, and carne secca, which is basically pancetta. The artichokes are then arranged side by side in a saucepan, covered with water and olive oil, and stew until almost collapsing. I love the artichokes. There's also another typical traditional side dish, piselli alla fiorentina, so fresh green peas made according to the Florentine tradition clove of fresh garlic, pinch of sugar, parsley, extra virgin olive oil, and a few strips of pancetta or prosciutto. Even though my mom would always, always use frozen peas from a bag, if you have the chance to find fresh peas, the result will be so, so much better. The fourth ingredient, which is probably the most traditional, it is lamb. Even though lamb has an ancient legacy, which dates back to the Jewish Passover, for us, it is quite simply related to family habits. We buy it from our local butcher. Lamb can be made arrosto, so roast with fresh herbs and white wine. In this case, we would choose a lamb shoulder, rub it with salt and finely chopped rosemary, sage and garlic, and then we will pour over some extra virgin olive oil. Allow one hour in a hot oven to roast it until golden brown and juicy, Basting it from time to time with some white wine and the juices from the pan. The arrosto is very good with the peas, but even with the artichokes. 
If you search for the lamp on the blog, you'll find this recipe, the roast lamp. But there's also another way of preparing lamb for Easter, which is to make it fritto, fried. And sometimes my mom would buy from the butcher lamb cutlets to fry them. She would dip them in a beaten egg and then she would coat them with breadcrumbs. Then she would fry the cutlets until crisp and golden. She would then soak a few slices of a day-old bread in the leftover egg in order to fry them too. Needless to say, this is a very special treat. So these are our Easter traditions. These are the ingredients that we bring on our table and the recipes that we usually cook for Easter. There's a saying in Italy, Natale con i tuoi, Pasqua con chi vuoi, which translates into, you have to spend Christmas with your family, with your relatives, but then you can spend Easter with whatever you want. For us, it doesn't work like this, because it's Christmas and Easter that you have to spend with your family. But then there's Pasquetta. Pasquetta is the Easter Monday, and you can spend the Easter Monday with your friends or with whatever you want. And it's usually a day where you go to the countryside or you have a trip uh, in a nearby town and you eat outside, usually it's a picnic, and you eat pecorino and fava beans or salami or a torta pasqualina, the spinach and ricotta pie. So very simple, easy food that you can eat outside. That's the most important thing. So fingers crossed this year will be a good day on Easter Monday because we are planning to have a hike in the nearby woods. Word of the day. Learn the Italian language of food word after word. Every year, more than 200 people join our cooking classes. Speaking with them, I made a small dictionary of important words and pronunciations that can help you navigate through the immense world of Italian food. So if you love Italian language as much as you love Italian cooking, these are a few words that can be useful for you. Today's word is uovo. It's Easter. So you'll hear talking a lot about uovo, one egg, and uova, the plural. There are the uova benedette, the blessed eggs, the uova ripiene, the stuffed eggs, usually with mayonnaise and tuna, and the uova di cioccolato, the chocolate Easter eggs. So uovo, U-O-V-O, it's one egg, and uova, U-O-V-A, is more than one, the plural. Which are your favorite uova? This is the end of today's episode of our podcast, Cooking with an Italian Accent. I'd love to hear from you. Do you have a typical Easter menu? Are there recipes that cannot be missed on your table for Easter? And which are the ingredients you associate with Easter? Share with me via email or with a post or a story on Instagram using the hashtag Cooking with an Italian Accent and tagging Jules Kitchen. If you have questions about Italian and Tuscan cooking, just email me at jules at juleskitchen.com or join our Facebook group, Cooking with Jules Kitchen. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you are listening to a podcast and share it with your friends too. You will find all the links to the recipes we mentioned today in this episode description. Don't forget to visit juleskitchen.com for more information and to discover new stories and new recipes from Tuscany. Ciao!